Hello and happy Wednesday. Wow, we have made it through half of the week. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, as always, (laughs) I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. So please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health uh, therapy or assistance you feel that you may need. In this podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was the codependent wife and my ex-husband was and is still dealing with some substance abuse addictions. Well, I made the decision to leave so I can have the ability to rediscover myself and heal. Also, to have that peace of mind so that I could be the best mommy I could possibly be to my two amazing boys. Dealing with somebody that has any type of addiction is never easy. And that's why I'm here, sharing my journey. I do hope that I may, at some point, empower those who find themselves in the same situation or a similar situation as mine, you know, to regain their strength, to believe in themselves, and to do what would be best for them, and if they have children, for them and their children. So, once again, thanks for listening. I truly hope that everybody has had an amazing week. I know that there's going to be some times where it just gets so hard and we just feel that our emotions are breaking us down. Um, There's so many emotions that we go through, the feeling of guilt, the feeling of, you know, sadness and the grief and the anger. And, um, you know, it's just so hard to to go on with life with so much of these emotions. I completely get it. However, this is that time where we pretty much have to stay grounded and realize that it's okay to get lost in those thoughts and in in those emotions, but we have to remember that we have to come back down to earth because we have those that are depending on us that they need us there. They need us to stay focused and they need us to really, you know, stay calm And um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to share with you guys my journey, you know, within the last uh, few weeks. It has been messy. This has not been, I realize that this has not been one of my best um, last few weeks. It's just been a nightmare. Um, I've uh, faced different um, challenges the last few weeks, whether it be, you know, um, ridiculous uh, text messages or emails I've even had um, my car completely break down. But, you know, as long as you keep the faith, things will, you know, things will work itself out. You just have to believe it and it will. Just as um, a wise woman, I'm trying to remember what her name was on a podcast. She said, it's okay. It's okay to feel. Just don't park there and stay there. You can't stay in that mental, you know, in that state of mind, you have to get out of it 
And um, somehow it's like you, you know, if you have that awareness that you are there, that's a good sign. You know, once you have that awareness, then I think um, that's when you decide that you don't want to be in that state of mind anymore. Um, And that's where I was at um, the last few weeks. I, you know, realized that I was actually accepting an invitation to play mind games quite a bit the last few weeks and it was really getting to me and it got to the point where I realized that um, there were certain things that I was not doing that I normally do to keep busy. Uh, For example, you know, there's been moments where I got uh, some text messages very you know, um, disturbing and angry text messages from my ex-husband, which basically caused me to uh, be in fear once again. And I noticed that I was, um, you know, stepping back into the habits that I, I was, um, the bad habits that I had when I was still living with him, which really is not good. That's that time when I had to like, you know, take a step back and reflect on on everything that was happening and you know the fears that I had actually I had no reason to be scared of course I didn't want to I didn't want to underestimate anything but you know I did take the necessary measures but when I really thought of it I said you know this is really just an act of uh, desperation and you know I do understand where he's coming from but, you know, that's why things were said as they are. It doesn't make it okay. But, you know, um, sometimes you have to realize that, you know, when you start showing emotion and you start responding and reacting to certain things, it gives them that power. So the best thing to do is to just not respond and that will, you know, take away that power. And they'll see that, you know, eventually, hopefully, they'll see that, you know, you're not, um, you're not trying to play. Uh, a lot of the things that happened, uh, you know, it, it really did, um, take a toll and, uh, you know, I took some time for myself. I tried to really, uh, focus on relaxing and, you know, um, after that I was able to take care of the things that I really needed to take care of around the house. Um, I started, you know, doing things with my boys that would help them out to become more consistent in the habits that they need to develop. So with that being said, I have to say that all of that has made me feel so much better. What started that as well was I started to get some, I'll just call them invites. (laughs) I was getting invitations to play. Well, you know, those invitations were really just, you know, um, those little pity parties and those, um, you know, invitations to go on the, uh, (laughs) emotional roller coaster ride. It was really tearing me down. And I noticed that I was not really giving my best efforts to everything that I was doing, whether it be you know, um, things that I could be doing with the children. Of course, I was doing all the necessary things that um, the children need. However, um, you know, just extra things that I could be doing as 
you know, uh, as an example, maybe like just taking them out and just trying to find a fun activity for all of us to do. So that was something that I realized that, you know, I, I wasn't, um, I was not where I, sh I needed to be. Um, also it's like, uh, I couldn't really engage in full, full blown conversations because I was zoning out half the time because I had all of this negativity on my mind and it was weighing me down. So, uh, I did mention last week that I had my car issues. I'm going to be brutally honest. I was so stressed. That was my only means of transportation. So I just had to calm myself down and think about the solutions that, you know, the possible solutions and we got it fixed. And I do have to say, as I, now, as I, you know, uh, park and after dropping the kids off from school, I look back at my little car that I've had for, you know, close to 10 years. That's done me really well. I totally appreciate that car and I am loving that car right now. As a matter of fact, after we got the car back, we basically gave the car what I call the spa day. And, um, you know, it, it's like having that relative that you're just pampering as soon as they come back from the hospital. So, you know, one thing I do have to say is, you know, when you go through all of these challenges and, you know, things get taken away from you, these are the times that I believe either God or the universe is giving you the opportunity to learn how to appreciate what you have. There's actually this little saying, or there was this little note that I saw. It was a picture of a note on Facebook and it really got to me. What was written on the note, it said, what if you only had, what if tomorrow you woke up and you only had what you thank God for yesterday? That really woke me up. So every day that I wake up, I am so thankful that I am alive and I am thankful even though I wake up with a foot in my spleen or on my spleen or, you know, um, half of my body is dangling off the bed because my boys want to sleep with me. I am so thankful that I have my boys. I am so thankful that, you know, despite the circumstances, my boys are still very loving and they're still able to be themselves as much as they can. I am so blessed to have my boys in my life. So anytime you have those moments where you just feel down, really look at your children and remember why you're going, you know, you're going through this. You're, you're taking on this crazy adventure and these risks because of your children. The way that I see it is as your you know, in these type of relationships, you feel like you're caged up and you just feel like the more you stay there, there's this poisonous gas that's just, you know, draining you, taking away your air and you're suffocating. So it's like you start losing yourself and you start losing your, you know, your way of thinking. I, I believe that's what it's like when you're in a relationship with a narcissist is it's just like, 
for those of you that understand medical terms, it's like having, you know, a slow, you know, instance of hypoxia. You're losing all the oxygen from your, you know, from your brain because these people are just sucking you dry and slowly but surely you just plop down and you just don't want to, you just don't want to get up anymore. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes people get out of that situation and some people, People don't, but don't be that person that just stays there. And, you know, like I said before, I am out of that situation. However, that gas still follows me, but that's when you need to make the decision and realize that you're no longer in that situation. You no longer have to deal with it, but if you choose to deal with it, it's on you. You know, this is something that I have not yet completely mastered. However, it's something that I'm working on. As I find myself falling into any type of depression, I got to put myself in check and realize, okay, what is it that's triggering this depression? What do I need to get rid of? Sometimes even with our close family friend, family and friends, um, you know, we just have to set boundaries. I'm not saying cut everybody off, but People that you know that you don't need in your life. Family, they're going to be in your life regardless. But you got to just set boundaries. If you know that certain things are going to kind of mess with your state of mind or, you know, it's going to put you in a negative state of mind, then that's when you have to remove yourself from that situation and just put boundaries. And that's okay. But as far as, like with my situation, you know, there's uh, other parties that were involved in this whole ordeal where it got pretty bad because I, you know, I just remembered it as like the high school days where this person, it's telephone. So, you know, I realized, okay, well, as I speak with this person, And you have to be careful with who you vent to and who you trust. I had to learn that the hard way. Well, you know, I think when you leave these relationships or these marriages, you know, of course, there's so many different connections still. And it's just like, for example, with me, I had a cell phone that was still connected to him that basically enabled me to be aware of things that were going on, you know, in his life, Um, you know, and well, that's what was going on. And the, there was also different situations where the woman that he's seeing now is still married and, you know, her husband is still hung up on whatever it is that they had. Well, I made the decision that I was not going to play. I got a disturbing text message message actually on over the weekend. I was actually doing some self-care, putting on my little mask, and I saw that. And I read it. It did upset me because it was targeted towards my children. And... I was so tempted. I was typing up. All I had to do was hit send. But I decided, you know, why? 
There's no point for it anymore. I don't want to cause any... I don't want to I don't want to cause any more fires that don't need to be started. Because I realize that as I continue to defend myself or try to correct his way of thinking, it does nothing. It solves nothing. It's like continuously trying to water a dead weed. <sighs> so, I deleted the message and I said, you know what, starting now, I'm just going to be rid of all of this. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what the other party has to say. I don't care what her husband has to say. I, I don't care what news he has for me because as far as I'm concerned, I left because I wanted to move on. I left for a better life. And yet, as I'm no longer in the situation, I was still in the situation. And, you know, I see it as it's a very unfortunate, it's a very unfortunate situation. I looked back on all the different conversations with all the text messages, and I found that as I read, every single message consisted of pointing the finger. You did this. You did that. That's why I did this, because you did that. On both ends. Both ends, trying to justify. But at the end of the day, everything has already been said and done. It doesn't matter anymore. The end result is... You decided to leave. I decided to leave because I could not take it anymore. Whether or not I was the bad person, then I will look at it as I removed myself so I don't have to be the bad person anymore. And that's not saying that to be in a you know, to be vindictive. I'm saying that because I don't want to be A bad person because I truly do want to improve myself and if that was truly the case where the other party felt that I was being horrible to them then they don't deserve to be with me it's just that simple two people not getting along just cut it What's the point of staying together just so you could sit there and tell each other how much you guys suck? Well, that just is a crummy relationship and that's just a crummy life. And, you know, meanwhile, your children are sitting there watching you guys and then they're going to grow up and it's going to be a cycle and they're going to think that all of this is normal. <laughs> generation by generation, you're going to have a really crappy marriage life for everybody. <laughs> break that cycle so that's where this is going to we're going to switch things up a notch a bit because I realize my last few episodes have been 
upsetting. I've been upset when I was recording them and I want to bring more positive into into this podcast. I want you guys to see that it is okay. You know, for those of you that are still in this situation, I would like you to know that even if there are bad times, you will get through them. It will get better. And, you know, for me, it has only been four months. You know, I'm building my life all over again with my boys. These are going to be different memories. Every day to me, even in the past, I remember going to work and it's just like, you know, you just kind of become more aware that, okay, I've been, this is my daily routine. My daily routine has changed drastically. But embrace it. Enjoy it. You know, one thing I also wanted to, another thing I wanted to bring up is the guilt feelings that we have. Because I can guarantee you, you will have people that will tell you, well, it is your fault or, well, you did this. Anybody that points out your past flaws or your mistakes, what does it matter? What matters is the aftermath and how you're going to push forward. And if they're not going to be supportive of you, then that's that time that you need to either set the boundaries and just take off for that day because you don't need that negativity in your life. At this point, we are training ourselves to have a much more different mindset. You know, eventually... Yes, you will probably have to face these people and how you take it is going to be, you know, it depends on how strong your mindset is. But as you're building it, you don't need these obstacles to set you back. Stop feeling guilty because you are not crazy. I will tell you, you are not crazy. You know what you've seen. What you've seen is true. No matter what the other person tells you, you are not crazy. Okay, I know how that is. I know what it's like to have somebody tell me, no, this is not what it is. You're crazy. You're tripping. You're just so insecure. You're bipolar. I've had that. Now, I'll be honest. I do feel that I was crazy. I was crazy for still staying there. If you know that there's poisonous gas, get out of there. You could do it. I would rather die swimming in the ocean with sharks. I would rather drown in that ocean knowing that I tried to get out of that situation than to stay there in that prison looking outside, wondering what is it like to be out there. If you're afraid to drown, you never know. You might even survive. But if you go through all these obstacles and you survive, I'm going to be honest with you. Your chances of surviving are very high. So you're not just going to survive, honey. You're going to live. 
And you're going to live very happily if you choose to. Now, once you get to that point of your life when you have everything settled, and I will tell you, my friends, that's all I've been waiting for. Not waiting for, but that's what I've been working towards is developing and building a much stronger mindset. So I no longer have to feel afraid or weak. And you guys could do it too. Keep the faith. Stay positive. We will get through this together. The storms never last. But that's all I have for you guys for today. Until then, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. Thanks again for listening to another much more chipper episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. Bye for now. <laughs>